rocksection86.com. We're changing the world of podcasting one show at a time. We got in a fight last night at White Castle And I played the asshole again It's always my fault every time that I talk I seem to get under her skin Says she's leaving again in the morning Her bags are already packed Well, that's fine with me I don't mind if you leave As long as you ain't coming back It's not that I'm not gonna miss you not that I'm happy you're gone, but I'm not gonna miss the where you've been. So when I ain't gonna be home, says she's taking the furniture with her. All that I got's up for grabs. Well, that's fine with me. I can buy new TVs as long as you ain't coming back. Where the good Lord split you We'll call it the small of your back You go tie your friends Our relationship ended You're tired of wasting your time So it's time that you had Some fun cause you truly deserve it But darling I truly agree It must be a bitch being a bitch and doing it professionally I'm not gonna tell you I'm happy You won't hear me say that I'm glad I did a dance and I came in my pants And you said you ain't coming back To make sure you ain't coming back Alrighty folks, welcome to another episode of The Song Inside and Out. I am your host, Blake Clayton, and I have with us uh, tonight, Josh Morningstar. Josh, welcome to the show. Man, I appreciate you having me on. I've been looking forward to it for a couple of weeks now since we first started talking about it, and I, uh, I just appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. No problem. I think we met uh, two years ago at, at Moonrunners. I think it was the first time we met, right? I think. Yes, sir. That yeah. is correct. And I, I got to tell you, I uh, discovered your podcast uh, six months eight months before that, and it was funny, I remember I sent you a message on Facebook telling you, or when we had started talking, you know, how, whenever that was, uh, I sent you a message saying that I was a fan of your podcast, and you said, are you, are you just saying that, or do you really listen? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, he just got busted my balls, he's all right with me. 
Well, you know, usually when people say that, I'm like, no, you don't. No, nobody listens. To that. <laughs> so, but yeah, we've been we've been trying to to get uh, an interview lined up, and um, with the launch of the new sh- uh, the new show, I thought this was a perfect opportunity. Now, you, your your new album is out, uh, "Songs for Fools with Broken Hearts," and that's on Little Class Records. Yes, sir. That's correct. They're out of Kansas City. I. Uh... They run a venue down there called the West Fort Saloon. I went down and played and met Jody and Matt and everybody and kind of hit it off and then uh, decided to be good on both of our parts, put out a record together, and so far it's doing pretty well, man. I'm, I'm pretty excited. Definitely. And um, on, on, on the song, we usually talk about one song from the album, but let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about the album altogether, uh, and then we'll go into kind of the song that we're going to talk about. Um, how long did it take you to put it together? Have you, have you been writing songs for a while for this? Uh, I did. I'm, I'm constantly writing, uh, but this is a little different. I only wrote half the songs on this record just because it was the first time I had a, a real label behind me, and there were a couple songs that I had always wanted to cut just because I'm such a fan of country music and its history. So the opportunity presented itself to do that. So I cut those songs and uh, half of my songs and put them together the record is called Songs for Fools with Broken Hearts, and it's kind of a concept record. It goes, uh, goes through the different emotions a person feels when uh, going through a breakup, a heartbreak, whatever you want to call it. It starts off with uh, She's Gone, which is an old Harlan Howard tune that Lefty Frizzell cut and a million other people have cut. And that kind of sets the stage for the rest of it. And then it gets into the emotion that you go through, crying eyes of blue, I'll never get over you. you know, and it finishes with... Uh, a song called, which I think we're going to talk about, As Long As You Ain't Coming Back, which is kind of like a, you know, I'm over you now, fuck you kind of right. song. And then wraps it all up with an old Jack Clement song that uh, Waylon cut, Let's All Help the Cowboys Sing the Blues, which is kind of the acceptance part of the whole deal. So, you know, it's a theme as old as time, but something uh, that I had a lot of fun doing, I hope people enjoy as well. Sure. You know, and, and it's definitely a solid album, and, and... You know, when you first sent it over to me, um, you know, what I liked the best about it is um, it's it's stripped down, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's, I don't want it, to, it's traditional, it's old school, it's, you know, there's nothing fancy on it, it's just your voice, guitar, you know, some, some snare drum and some, you know, uh, uh, some lead guitar on it, but it's really broke down and it's raw and, you know what I mean? And that's what I, what I really enjoyed. It's, it has that classic sound. Well, I appreciate that, man. That was kind of intentional. I spent most of my time touring as a one-man band, uh, sitting on a kick drum and, you know, snare drum with my left foot so the drum beats going while I see him play. Uh, so I wanted to kind of keep it close to that but still brighten it up a little bit at the same time. Sure. Uh, and I think we did, you know, we cut the whole record and uh, we did all the recording in two days and the mixing in one. I went down to Kansas City and spent some time and it was just a real good experience, man. I think for... The approach that we took with it, you know, the intentionally or intentionally trying to keep it close to the lifestyle. I think uh, I'm proud of it, man. I think we did a good job. Awesome, yes. And you know, as you mentioned, you know, as long as you ain't coming back. When I first heard that, you know, as soon as the song ended, I was like, I wish I had that song for about seven different situations. You know, <laughs> seven different women. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's. You know, you hear, there, you know, country music and, and roots music, you know, there's a lot of heartbreak songs and there's a lot of man, you know, she's gone, this sucks. But this is kind of like the, the, the man anthem, the kind of like, you know what, 
you know, you can go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? And so I, I definitely, I, I definitely dug it and I definitely dug the concept of it. Um, how did you come up with, uh, the idea to write that? Uh, you know, that's uh, when you go through a breakup, there's you know, the different stages of it. You're down, you're depressed, you hate yourself, you want to kill yourself, you get pissed off. And eventually you get to a point where you tell yourself and you try to convince yourself that you don't care. And it's, you know, fuck you. I don't need you. That kind of, that kind of thing. And that's sort of where that song was born out of, uh, everybody's been there, or at least I like to think so, that, you know, I don't, you, you can kiss my ass kind of phase after right. a breakup, so I tried to write a song that was fitting for that occasion, <laughs> and that's why it's towards the end of the record, you know, it's right. kind of the, the one of the last phases that you go through in that before you kind of accept that it's over and move on with your life. If we could all get to that phase a little sooner... <laughs> I think we'd all be a lot. We'd, we'd be a lot better off. You know, that's why I, I try to keep song three minutes or less. So you, you can try to move through a little quick. <laughs> right. So, um, what is your writing process? I, I know I love to talk to songwriters about because there are so many different ways uh, artists go about writing. Um, when do you like find the time to write? When do you, you know, do you sit down and write a song, or do you just jot stuff down? What what, what is the process that you go through? Uh, usually I write in the mornings and it's usually in a hotel room somewhere. I, I do spend a fairly decent amount of my time on the road and I find that, uh, the solidarity or the, uh, solitariness, is that a word? Solitariness? Oh yeah, I got you. Okay. Yeah. That, uh, is conducive to, to writing for me. Um, I usually sit down with a guitar and pick that out and try to find a melody and, a chord progression somewhere, but here lately I've been writing in the car and writing without any kind of melody, just putting the lyrics down and trying to find the melody later on, and that's, I don't usually write like that, so it's been challenging, but it's, I think it's also good to try new things. Sure. And, you know, uh, to to be able to to write in different environments like that, you know, you, to push yourself, you know, could bring a different you know, you're using a different part of your brain or something, possibly, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yep. So, um, you know, you're you're on the road a lot. I mean, you're you're touring a lot. When did you finally decide, you know, to, to make touring and, you know, that that's your your job, you know, full-time? Uh, well, all through my 20s, I'm 32 now. All through my 20s, I played in bands and did the solo thing, uh, but pretty much within my region. Uh then I got caught up in some hard drugs. I got clean on October in October of 2011, and about I don't know six months or so after I got clean, I started really pursuing it again. I wanted to give myself some time after cleaning up because sure. a barroom isn't necessarily right. the best environment for right. somebody in recovery, you know. Right. Oh yeah. So I just. Yeah. So I gave myself a little bit of time, but about six months after that, so I'd say. Uh, I don't know, roughly the spring of 2013 is when I really picked back up and started pursuing it with focus, I guess you could say. Um, you, uh, or 2012, I'm sorry, spring of 2012, sure. sorry about that. So um, do you have family at home that that uh, that obviously uh, makes it kind of rough at times? Yes, sir, wife and four kids, wow. and it is very challenging, uh, and it's hard on relationships, but... 
uh, she's strong, man. I'm lucky for it. Do you, uh, do you kind of find, uh, inspiration, you know, in, in, cause obviously, you know, you're going to, you're going through a lot of emotions, you know, you're by yourself, you're on tour, you're in a hotel room, you know, you, you got a wife and four kids at home. Do, do, do you find that a lot of times when you're writing, uh, you tend to write towards some of the feelings that you go through? Uh, I do. Um, you know, it, it's not like I tour with a band. Uh, you know, I'm a one-man band the majority of the time, so I spend a lot of time by myself in a car. And when you're in a car by yourself, there's only really a couple things you can do, right? Listen to music or think. And I do spend a lot of time thinking and overanalyzing sure. every little aspect <laughs> of my life, you know? Right. So, uh, it, you know, because of that, I think I'm able to uh, find creativity in there somewhere. Sure. Uh, if that makes sense. <laughs> Def- definitely. Um, you know, and, and you've you've done a lot of touring uh, uh, with Open Up for Shooter Jennings. How did that relationship come about? Uh, that came about through his manager, John uh, Hensley, who actually just passed a couple weeks ago, a good friend of uh, Shooter and mine, and a bunch of other people as well. Uh, I had met John through Billy Don Burns mm-hmm. uh, back when Billy Don started going through all his stuff way back when it first started again here this last time. Uh, John the Shooter reached out to BD and helped him out. And I've been close with Billy Don for a few years now. And when they did that, I reached out to John just to thank him for all they were doing with Billy Don. And friendship was born out of that. And I hung out with John down at his house in Kentucky a couple of times when I was uh, in the area. And then one of those Mike Shooter was over there and, uh, John said, you should play some stuff for Shooter, and I did, and I guess he enjoyed it. And uh, he's taken me out on tour with him. We've talked about releasing stuff on uh, his label, Black Country Rock, here sometime this year. So he's been really good to me, man. I'm very fortunate and uh, very lucky that, you know, I I know not only Shooter, but that I was lucky enough to know John. Right, definitely. So, you know, where do you, um, do you have a, a five-year plan. I mean, what, what for you? How are you? You know, like measuring your success. What's what's what benchmarks are you setting for yourself uh, as an artist, or are you just you know taking it day by day? Yeah, it, it's kind of a mixture of both, man. I definitely have goals, um, but my goals aren't necessarily fame or any kind sure. of stuff like that. It's not even money. It's just I, I'd like to be able to pay my bills on time. <laughs> right. right now we pay them, but they're not on time. It's the time. But it, uh, my father always said, it's not if it's on time, it's if it's in time. Right. You know, we struggle. Everybody struggles. But anyway, sure. uh, so that's definitely the main goal. But at the same time, man, coming from, uh, I was bad, dude. I had a couple uh, pretty close call overdoses. And uh, so my outlook's a little different, man. Uh, you hear people say all the time that every day is a gift and a blessing, and it can be cliche, but to someone in my situation, man, that it really is a gift every single day because where I came from to where I am now. So I just take everything uh, as it comes, man, and I just, I just like to keep progressing and to be able to pay our bills on right. time. Right on. You know, and, and like you said, you you you've you're you're in sobriety now, and you know I I I got about thirteen years I think total sobriety, um, and 
Man, that is awesome. Congratulations, Thank brother. You. That is a beautiful thing. Thank you, man. And I, and so I know exactly where, you know, you're coming from. And I know that, you know, you said you gave yourself like six months before you, you know, started playing shows again, you know, and stuff because, you know, being in a bar is not the best place for <laughs> any of us to, that are yes, that are in recovery. Um, do you find that you have moments where you've got to step back and, and take a deep breath and, and realize where you've come from and what you've worked for? Or have you kind of got past that and, and, and it's, it's not, I mean, it's always a temptation there, you know, even after 13 years, there's always a temptation there, but how do you mm-hmm. deal, how do you deal with it, with uh, confronting that on, on a day-to-day basis as your career? I mean, your career is making it something that's in your face all the time. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, I, I've, I've been pretty open about all of the stuff in my past. Uh, and for the most part, uh, people have been real cool about it, man. If uh, if they followed me even a little bit, uh, chances are they know. Because I do, it's not every day or every week or probably even every month, man. But every now and then I will uh, put something online about, you know, what I've gone through. And uh, for the most part, man, knock on wood, people have been real respectful uh, about that. I really, I mean, I'm... I'm not completely 100% sober as far as no chemicals at all. Sure. I enjoy a Jack Daniels when I play, and I'll smoke a little weed here and there if I want to because I'm fucked up in my head. <laughs> but that works for me, and I would right. never recommend that to anyone. It's just over time I've been able to find something that works for me. I don't crave these substances. I don't do them every day. It's just if it hits me, I'm an adult. I know my past, and I know where I'm at in my life. If I'm going smoke a joint, I'm going to smoke a joint, right, right. you know? No, I hear but you. at the same time, I was shoving two grams of heroin a day in my wow. arm, so fuck you, I'm clean. You right. know what no, I no, mean? No. That's, that's kind of my stance on it. So for the most part, people have been uh, real respectful of that, and I don't really get offered the kind of stuff that uh, would be a problem for me, and I'm very thankful for that. Uh, awesome. I really appreciate the respect that people show in regards to that. Uh, so that, that helps to make it a little easier. But the cravings, you know, man, the cravings are always there, like you said, even 13 years later. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, over time, I'm sure you just as well, or just like I have, have found little things that work for you. Like, for instance, for me, it helps to talk about it. Uh, you know, when the craving hits, they say, I, I talk about it. I say, man, I would really like to get high right now or whatever. Sure. And, uh 30 seconds later, it's gone, man. So I found those, uh, those ways over time to, uh, to deal with it. Now everybody slipped up. I, uh, I had tried several times before to get clean and it never, uh, never took. But luckily three years, let's see here, three years and actually almost four years, man, coming up in October. So we're not too far away. Almost four years later, man, I haven't slipped up and I, I'm very thankful for that. That's awesome. That is definitely awesome. So, you know, when you're playing a show or when you're putting out a record, what, what you know, let's just take an example, because that was way too broad. That was, that was going to be way too broad of a question. But, you know, <laughs> um, you know, on this song that we've been talking about, as long as you ain't coming back, what do you want uh, a listener to get, like, what do you want them to feel or what do you what do you want to convey when they hear that song really man it it all depends on their mood at the time if they're in a mood where you know a good mood a lighthearted mood i hope they get a chuckle out of it uh if they're going through a breakup 
and are in that phase of the breakup, I hope that they can relate to it or, uh, you know, it makes them feel better, makes them see, hey, maybe everything's going to be okay. So it really depends on uh, whatever the listener is in at the time. Sure, sure. So, you know, because that's, that, it is kind of a lighthearted song, you know, it must be a bitch being a bitch and right. that kind of stuff. It is a lighthearted song. So I don't, I, I do want people to, to listen to be like, oh, well, that's funny or, you know, whatever. But at the same time, if somebody's hurt, man, I hope it can uh, help lighten their load a little bit. Definitely. I, I suggest if you've broken up with somebody in the past two weeks, listen to that and try to skip all the other ones. <laughs> you know, not, the, not don't, don't skip the songs, but just skip all those other phases. Just, you know, just go straight to this phase. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, I suggest the same thing, man, but I'd probably suggest skip the songs, too. They can fucking skip all that. <laughs> no, Nobody no. wants to hear it. No. <laughs> No, it's 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 a good it's it's a really good album. Like I said, it's solid. It's it, you know there's no lull in it. Um, you know I, the Hank Williams song. Uh, it's it's funny because I uh, I have been a Hank Williams senior fan for a very very long time. I was 16 years old. Um, listening, you know, in high school, listening to Hank Williams on my, in, in my car and and having all the other guys in, in high school look at me like I'm an idiot, but. Um, you know, it, it's funny cause I, I, I know a lot and I've read a lot and I know about his, his relationship with Audrey and, and, you know, I don't, you know, there's people that are going to st- stick to one side or the other, but, you know, he did write a lot of those songs and, you know, it, when you, the way you can, that, that song definitely, it, 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 it is amazing that I've had a couple of times where I've had people in my life and looked at him and go, God, they, that's you're just like Audrey. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, that's all. Well, I, I did see your uh, your lifetime member plaque when I was down there uh, in Montgomery at the museum not too long ago. I did see your uh, your your plaque, Mister and Mrs. Blake Clayton. I was in two thousand four. Am I right? Yeah, that was a, that was a, that was a long. And when you joined? Yeah, yeah, that's when I joined. I had been there a couple times. Uh, that was yeah. uh, that was a, a couple misses ago. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I no. didn't know about the couple of misses. No. I apologize. I, I thought I, it was Molly. I'm sorry. No, I think, now I feel like an asshole. No, no, not, a, not at all. I, I think that uh, since it's my lifetime membership, when I get a new missus, it just automatically <laughs> includes her, right? Yeah, because it travels over. That's one of the perks of being Mrs. Blake Clayton, man. That's right. one of the perks. There's not, there's not very many. You should very get many. your picture every time, man. She's Debbie down there, or, uh, or Beth, I'm sorry, Beth, Beth yeah. down there. And let you come in every new one, man. Renew that picture. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, uh, that's awesome, man. I didn't know. Me and you, we should talk about Hank sometime because I I have read quite a lot as well. Oh, definitely. That'd be a fun. That, that'd be a fun time, man. Definitely. I we I can talk for hours, and, I, and I'm very opinionated. So. <laughs> hey, hey, that's awesome. Cause so am I, brother. We should do that sometime. Definitely. That sounds like a good time to me. Definitely. Well, man, uh, the again, Songs for the Fools with Broken Hearts out. Uh, where can folks get the album? Uh, JoshMorningstar.com, LittleClassRecords.com, LittleClassGear.com. Uh, it's also on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. But I suggest you pick one up at a live show. That's go. the best place to get them. <laughs> and your tour dates are on uh, JoshMorningstar.com as well? Yes, sir. And I start up with uh, Shooter Jennings and Wayne Moore's Outlaws again tomorrow in uh, Cleveland. We go to Warrendale, Pen- Warrendale, Pennsylvania, Lynchburg, Virginia, Cumberland, Maryland, and on from there. Awesome. 
Hey man, uh, it 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 was great finally getting this done. I I, I felt horrible that we kept missing uh, opportunities, but we got it done. And I'm like I said, I, I if I were you, I'd be very very proud of the album. I totally dig it. It's got a classic sound. You know, there's no, there's it's not a bunch of hell raising music. It's just like straight like, hey, this is this is real life and this is real music, and it doesn't need a whole bunch of stuff in the way to to you know to get the message through. So I, I I'd be very proud of the album. Man, I really appreciate that. Thank you very much, brother. And uh, you're one of the people whose opinions matter to me. So really, I I do appreciate that, man. Uh, while I have you on here, when is this going to air? Uh, well, probably next Tuesday. So whatever that. Okay, so before the 26th or 27th. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then I have to mention, if you don't mind, I'll be a part of the uh, Keith Whitley Memorial Ride next. Uh, Friday and Saturday in Nashville uh, for anybody that's listening to this and would be in that area. Uh, Keith Whitley is one of my, well, probably my most favorite country singer of all time. Uh, And uh, he passed in 1989, and they just started doing the Memorial Motorcycle Ride for him again. And it starts uh, next Friday, June 26th, or this Friday, I guess, when this airs, uh, June 26th. And you meet at the Red Roof Inn in Goodlettsville Friday night for a cookout, and they're going to have a 20-foot projector or projector screen showing live uh, Keith concerts from back in the day. And then on uh, Saturday morning, kickstands go up at nine. There is uh, a bunch of different stuff that we'll make eventually. Though that evening will end up at the Music City Bar and Grill in. Uh, over there by Opryland for a show. Myself, Jesse Keith Whitley, Eric Bettingfield, Brian Moffitt, a bunch of others. Uh, it'll be a great time. So any Keith Whitley fans out there, please, June 26th and 27th, come to the ride if you can make it. It'll be a great time. Totally awesome, man. Keith Whitley is, Keith Whitley is another one that I don't have as in-depth knowledge as I do with Hank Williams, but I know that, you know, that there's, two, there's two artists right there that, that died way before they should have, you know what I mean? And, and it, w- you oftentimes go, well, what, what would have happened? You know, if they, if they, if they wouldn't have both died so young, what would they have made? You know what I mean? Here's my advice to people about Keith Whitley is a lot of people are turned off. The eighties were a hell of a time for fashion, man. You know, <laughs> Keith had a big old blind mullet. Yeah. People get turned off by that, man. Don't worry about Keith's big blind mullet. Just listen to his voice and his songs and the emotion in his songs. And I guarantee you, you'll fall in love with him, man. He was incredible. Definitely. Well, we're going to play one more song uh, from the new album. Um, and it's it's kind of the complete, it's another one of the stages, I guess, that we go through. But uh, I'll, never get, I'll Never Get Over You is another one from it. Uh, it's, you know, it's that one where, it's that song where, you know, she leaves and, you uh you you think that you didn't meet any you know she told you you didn't meet all the expectations you know what i mean and and uh it's it's definitely one of the earlier stages of that ride that we take um but i i i wanted to play this one too because of the contrast in the two songs but uh it's a great album check it out uh we'll put links to it on the show and josh uh man we we can't we can't wait this long and do this again <laughs> Well, brother, I really appreciate you having me on, man. Thank you very much, and I will be happy, honored, and proud to come back anytime. Right on. All right, man, take care. Hey, you do the same. I'm going to take you up on that hang conversation now. Definitely. I'm not kidding. Definitely. All right. All right, brother, I'll talk to you later. You have a good night. You too.
You wipe tears away You say you can't do this With me anymore And I listen while you say That we've been through this And it's the same as before And that's why you're walking out that door me. I'm not enough for you, you're giving up on me I can't live up to you And if the grass is greener on the side you grew Let it grow over me Cause I'll never get over you Are you a blogger or a podcaster or you're just not happy with your web hosts? You need to check out HostGator.com. You're going to find web hosting made easy and affordable. HostGator offers unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click script installs with a free site builder and the best control panel out there. Stop by today and try a free demo to see how easy it is. And if you use a special coupon code, section 8686, you'll save 25% off your web hosting packages. What do you got to lose? Check out HostGator.com and take a bite of your web hosting costs.